Hey y'all, it's your girl Keith of Kentucky. You're tuned into another episode of So There's That, the podcast. Welcome, welcome back. Thank you for your listens. Thank you for your support. How y'all doing? Checking in. Yeah, I know it's the retrograde. And the retrograde is in Pisces. Um, I just want to say, you know, welcome to our world. I uh, hope the water's warm. You know what I'm saying? Um, we're going to be here for a little bit. I just hope that you can keep it together. But this is very much my zone. I'm okay with it. Um, your girl just celebrated her 32nd birthday. Yay! Yay! Happy birthday, Keitha. Happy birthday, Keitha. And, you know, I had a really great day on my birthday. I... Um, literally have been off work since my birthday last Thursday. Um, my boss gave me the day off for my birthday. I only had the intentions of taking Monday off. Um, Friday was a short day, had the weekend and had my day of leave, but I had to go pick up my daughter. She got kicked out of daycare. I had to take a doctor's appointment this morning. And so she's back in daycare um, right now. And I have another day and hopefully, hopefully, hopefully I can eat the crab legs that I feel down deep in my heart. I deserve like that was the mission yesterday. And as soon as I was driving into town to go to the place that I like to go to, to get my little pot, um, got a phone call from my husband. He was like, Hey, listen, I know you're trying to enjoy your day, baby girl, but, uh, yeah, the other baby girl, she she gets to come home. And he's currently in a course where he doesn't have the flexibility to get off. So it's me. It was all me. I had to go do it. And I didn't mind it. I was just so tired yesterday. And I recorded, like I said, for about an hour and a half yesterday. And I just didn't feel it. I didn't feel it. So I was like, I'm going to try again tomorrow. I'm going to try when the words come a little bit better. I'm stumbling all over the place. I felt like I was rambling and whatnot. I just wanted to make sure that uh, I gave y'all some, you know, some good content out here in these streets. I mean, just trying to do the best I can. Shout out to all the Pisces out here. You know, Queen Rihanna is out here. Erica Badu, Niecy Nash. Method Man was a new, newly known Pisces. So shout out to Method Man. I think his birthday was like yesterday. Um, so many Janae Aikos coming up. A few of my close friends, my friend Will, his birthday's coming up. Um, it's just our time. And the retrograde is in our sign right now. And I know a lot of people get like overly stressed about the retrograde, but I feel like so totally in my zone. And I think it's because I'm being super duper mindful to what comes out of my mouth, what I purchase and the things that I'm doing during this time, being super sensitive to that and just making sure, you know, I take the time to reflect um, everything that I've read about the retrograde. It's you know, people are either freaking out about it, but when you actually do your research, these are the times that you can kind of look inward and make these changes that are for the best that will hold strong once you make it out of the retrograde. So that's what I've been trying to do. Your girl is um, happy to be 32. I'm happy to continue to um, age, hopefully age gracefully throughout the time, trying not to be ugly. So, um, nobody is able to put their ugly karma on me. We're not getting wrinkles. We're going to continue to drink water to mind our business. So we can age as beautifully as Angela Bassett and Nelm, you know what I'm saying? And Nelm is just pretty much all of the black women <laughs> that I see that look totally great for their ages. Um, 40 is a different age these days. Uh, and I'm, like approaching that and it's crazy to me because I feel like I just graduated from high school I feel like like I feel like 32 it was 31 was a thing 30 was a thing but 32 is like inching up there and so I felt a little way but I was like you know what we finna age like a winery out here and it's okay we're not going to let ourselves crumble and be out here moldy or you know smell like sour milk we're going to do the damn thing and we're going to push forward. And I appreciate everybody who reached out to me for my birthday or just said some words, DM'd me or, you know, shout out on the pages or whatever. Appreciate the endless amount of support. Shout out again to Pisces. Take care of yourself. Take care of others. We're going to move quickly into the show. I do want to say real quick before I get too deep. Niecy Nash post, uh, Niecy Nash. Oof alliteration. 
Niecy Nash <laughs> of um, Claw's fame. Um, she's well known from Reno 911. She posted some amazing photos of herself for her birthday and she just looks good. And I, you know, I always creep the comments on pretty much all social media. So whether it be Black Twitter or Baller Alert, Shade Room, Neighborhood Talk, pick yo. Poison. I've been really into Hollywood Unlocked these days. I really fuck with Jason Lee, even though he's, you know, he has messy tendencies, but I really, I actually like him. Um, but, you know, I look at the comments and a lot of people were just really dead set on trying to say that Niecy, Niecy, I don't know why that's messing with me. <laughs> Niecy Nash has gotten surgery or whatever the case may be. And I'm just here to let you guys know before I move on to a different topic that Miss Niecy Nash has been thick her entire black ass life, I believe. I'm pretty certain. Um, you've seen her from, I think she was on Malibu's Most Wanted. Thick there, she played like a maid in that movie. But Reno 911, if you look at any picture of her from Reno 911, and you see she had a small waist and she had a big ass and big titties. She's just always been like that. Maybe she's gotten a nip or a tuck here and there and she deserves, she's put in the work. Um, she's older, she just turned 50. And if she wants to tighten up the tummy, let her tighten up the tummy. But I'm, I'm pretty certain. I cannot uh, say I know for sure, but I am absolutely certain that the ass is definitely real. The ass is definitely real. She might've gotten lift she might have gotten a tuck in the titties, in the abs. The ass is here to stay. It's been here. I don't think it's going anywhere. So shout out to Niecy Nash. She looked incredible. I only aspire. I don't think that I can. I don't think that I can. Um, like I'd be trying to look for my goal body and then try to implement that process into the gym, right? Whatever I'm doing, running, lifting, whatever the case may be. And I'm like, how the fuck? Because <laughs> when I start running, I lose weight all over. Like, my ass really doesn't go away, but I lose weight there, too. And I'm just trying to find out, you know, like, the perfect routine to keep the ass uplifted. I've always had a high ass, like, it sits on my back. And then bring the tummy in. And if it, have, if it comes to a time where I have to resort to taking a trip to Dr. Miami and all them, it's going to be what it's going to be. But first... I got to find somebody who knows how to properly put your belly button back in the right place. Just can't have an alien belly button out here. That is just my only, <laughs> that's my only complaint as it comes to like tummy tucks and lipo. I don't want that rippling shit. That's why I've been really trying to put in the work. Because if it just comes to where I just going to have a little bit because of the kids, because I've had stretching and stretchy skin, if it comes to it and I got to go, you know, invest some money into myself, literally, I'll do it. And I have nothing against the girls that like doing that. Um, but I just, uh, I don't know. I've been trying to find a routine. Y'all let me know what y'all doing in the gym to maintain the ass, but also bring in that abs. You know what I'm saying? Get the arms right. I'm trying to have my, my Angela Bassett arms back again. I know exactly what I do. My body takes to lifting very quickly but I drop weight it's weird I can't wait to get my you know this is totally off but I I think 2020 is going to be the year I get my tits reduced for real for real like I'm so sick of carrying this load <laughs> I don't know if I ever told y'all but I pray for titties in like the fifth grade over a nigga like there was a girl that was developing sooner than I was, and the dude took interest in her, obviously, because he, he was probably just growing up to be a fuckboy eventually. I don't know where he's gone. I don't know where he's been. I don't know how he ended up. He he might be a you know a nice guy, but for some odd reason, that's what I took. My insecurities took that in and was like, this broad is getting boobs. God came home, got on my knees and prayed for boobs. And it didn't happen right then and there, but I got to like junior year in high school and the tits was just boop. Like they was just there and they've been there and they've only gotten larger since I've started having kids. And so now they're a burden. <laughs> and I feel real bad about like going to go see somebody to even get them reduced because I prayed for them. This was something that I asked for. So now I'm I guess I got to deal with the repercussions, whatever the case may be, or whatever. I don't want them no more. Anybody wants some uh, titty fat, DM me. I'm going to see what I can do. Send the fat your way so you can you can have the titties that you always aspire to have. Because I don't, I don't, 
I don't want them no more. Anyways, y'all good? Y'all straight? Y'all still hanging in there? This is this is me. Y'all know what? I give y'all like 10 minutes of me just bitching about my life or telling y'all a little bit here and there about what's going on with me. Um, so yeah, we're back. Let's talk about a few topics. And I wrote these down yesterday. I said um, that I was going to come back and try again, do better. Uh, and the first thing that I want to do is talk. What do I want to talk about first? Have y'all been watching Love is Blind on the Netflix? Now, I watched this show late in the game. I remember my friend tagged me and another mutual friend and was like, hey, we all kind of watched The Circle together, which was another show that came out on Netflix at the top of the year. And that show, The Circle was like, it was like a cool ass mixture of the real world and uh, Big Brother and like just a like a little hint or a dash of social media, right? Not a dash because it's pretty much fully focused on interactions on social media. And so I got into that. I'm not going to get too deep into the circle, even though I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to another season. And um, I really think that I could do fucking great at that show. It's basically like be yourself, be likable, and then see how people like you. I don't know. Anyways, we're not talking about that. We're talking about love is blind. And it's like a like the direction that Netflix is taking, kind of having these game show-esque shows um, that we can kind of binge, but they release them on a weekly basis. And I think that's kind of what I was waiting for is Love, Love is Blind for a few episodes to accumulate before I started watching it because I really enjoy the bingeable factor that Netflix provides us with, that you could just sit down and just, you know, to not have a life for a few hours and just watch a show. Like every once in a while, maybe that's a little bit of my self-care is just being able to sit down, have me some carbonated water, some snacks, and watch some shows that I care about because cable, really right now, cable ain't shit. And so I really depend on Netflix to give me it. Outside of the shows that I have been on for years that I wait for, like This Is Us, um, Real Housewives of Atlanta. I might talk a little bit about that. Real Housewives of Atlanta, Grey's Anatomy. Outside of that, I really am happy with the turn that Netflix is taking. So anyways, Love is Blind has about like, what, six males, six females. They're in this apartment. They're in separate apartments, but they have these um, things called pods where they can... One male, one female can go in and they can talk to each other without ever seeing each other. But the whole premise of the show is that you're coming into this thing knowing that you're going to get married uh, to somebody or that you're going to propose and be with somebody forever, ever, forever, ever. And that is kind of the gist of it. Like there was lots of ups and downs. Um, we met a couple um Carlton and Diamond. And I really wanted to talk about this because I think that Grape Juice, which is a, a page that I follow on um, Facebook, had posted something about Carlton because Carlton is a black man from Atlanta. This is where the show is based out of. And um, he meets Diamond through the pods. Again, they don't see each other. They only come into these pods to like converse with each other, only talking. They don't know what each other looks like. And they have to make these assumptions about them just based off of what they're providing in conversation, right? And so for me, that's not far-fetched to fall in love with somebody without seeing them, but almost kind of feeling their spirit, but you almost kind of like, it's the gullibility in me. Is that a word? Maybe not, but I created it today. Um, to, Cause you never know what people are spitting to you and what's real and what's fake until you see it up close in person. So that is kind of the pro and the negative. I think that, you know, if a lot of people stepped outside of what they feel like their preferences and just really looked in inward, and, and try to find those things that they connect with people about without looking at them, I think that it would be better, you know, in some aspects, but then people can lie to you. So there's pros and cons to this whole process. Anyways, Carlton and Diamond are people who connected through the pods. Um, one of the first couples that actually bonded was a young couple, Lauren, a black woman, and Cameron, a white guy. And it just seems so... 
it seemed very genuine to watch their interaction with each other. They end up proposing first. And I honestly believe that when they proposed, it was the like it turned on the stopwatch for everybody else. Shit, I gotta go in here and propose to this motherfucker. Motherfuckers is getting serious in here. And so I think that people kind of, once they connected and they proposed and they decided, you know, this is it, um, that other people came in and they felt like, shit, I gotta hurry up and do this. So Carlton and Diamond were like next to follow, I believe, with the proposing situation. Except for Carlton in his confessionals, lets us know, spoiler alert, by the way, I'm sorry, damn, damn, you ain't watched it? I'm sorry. Spoiler alert, um, Carlton has told us the audience via his confessionals that you know he's here he's committed to being married he's committed being married to a woman and he basically wants the world to know that he is bisexual um that he doesn't fall in love with a male or female he falls in love with what's on the inside um this is this is fine you know what i'm saying this is okay i'm i'm not mad at you not sure if that's something that i can uh, deal with and I don't have any problems with anybody who feels the opposite I don't uh, you know uh, it's a it's a confusing topic to be honest with you um but um yeah so Carlton lets us know that he's bisexual that he's dated men he's dated women the only problem is he's having these really deep conversations. They're connecting. They're getting on different levels with each other, him and Diamond. And he never, ever thinks to um, let her know that these are <laughs> that these are things that he's partook of in. Shout out to the group chat. Y'all know who y'all are. Partook of in these things like you gotta let you gotta let people know and there was a lot of conversation like I was talking about that grape juice um where they were talking about hey this is this conversation about bisexuality in the black community and all this stuff and I'm like you know I get it I'm I'm ex I'm I understand where you're coming from bruh, bruh but you're on an episode or you're on a show where the whole end goal is to get married. That is, that is it. You're going on the show. You're going to meet somebody and you're going to marry them. Um, it is very, 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 very important to be at the very least explicit about your sexual history. Does it matter as far as partners are concerned or anything like that? I don't think so. I don't need to know your body count or anything like that. I definitely need to know if you've dabbled. That's me personally. Everybody doesn't feel the same way. But obviously he knows that women in general are going to feel away. He talked about it heavily in his confessionals. So I was confused as to why he never let Diamond get that courtesy of, hey, this is getting real. I need to let you know that I used to mess with men as well. Do you got a problem with that? She should have been given that courtesy and she wasn't. So Carlton proposes, okay? And all hell breaks loose because when they they leave the apartments, all of the people that have proposed to each other, they link up, they meet each other face to face. And now the setting changes from the pods and the apartments to like this vacation pre-honeymoon situation where they can bond and get to know each other and see each other face to face and see how the intimacy is now. And the whole time Carlton is giving her this pushback energy. He's being very like fuckboyish. And he said something along the lines of he was wearing like a hat that said daddy on it. And she had commented about his hat. And he's like, I'll get you, get you one that says mommy. And um, she said, um, okay, but you know, I'll wear mommy hat when I become a mommy. You know what I'm saying? And um, he said, no, I, I won't get you that. I'm going to get one that says, don't fucking touch. Immediately, like, whoa, red flag. I'm like, my nigga, what? Wait a minute. Let's slow down just a little bit. And obviously, Diamond is taken aback. She's like, mm, I don't know why you, I feel like you're pushing me away. Or are you just being overly aggressive for no reason? And they started to really just not... It just started to unravel, but it was all of Carlton's 
insecurities that were happening and the guilt that he had from not telling her that because he's like, you know, you could leave me at any point in time, which is valid. <laughs> she, she, she should be able to feel that way because you did not tell her the whole truth. And given there are things that are probably going to come out as you guys know each other, but this, when you know that this, the end goal is marriage, you should try to be as transparent as possible, just in my opinion. So they have this scene where, and I'm only going to talk about Carlton and Diamond because of the conversation that's included within that context. But um, she goes, she approaches him. They're at the poolside. He's been very distant. Um, she actually, they confronted each other. And he's like, oh, you may leave me because I've dated men and women. And she's like, she takes it really well. I'll say that. She is obviously like surprised, shocked, feeling a little like duped, but she's like, okay, you know, let's figure this thing out. We can figure this out. This is fine. You know, I, I, I empathize with the situation. I get it. You still fucked up, but I get it. And she, that's all that she should feel that way. She should be allowed to feel that way. But he starts getting very defensive. And then we go to another scene where they basically haven't really talked to each other throughout this whole trip. And Diamond is like, hey, man, I'm just trying to understand. And he just goes off on her. Like, he's like, that's why I don't fuck with girls like you. I'm, I'm dated my bitches, blah, 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 and you're a bitch. Now I'm paraphrasing, per paraphrasing, of course. But it got to that. It's basically, it got to Five, five minutes or less, it went from, hey, I'm just trying to understand where you, where you never understand me. You a bitch. That's literally how it happened. And mind you, I just need to create a visual for you guys real quick. So Miss Diamond, beautiful, beautiful lady. Beautiful lady. Apparently she's a basketball dancer. I did not like the way that was worded. I let it rock. I feel like cheerleader, um, Mm, I just think that could have been worded. Moving on. Diamond, girl, hey girl, as an avid um, former wig wearer, I just feel like you could have took a time, a second, to log on to GlamourTrust.com. This is not sponsored, but if you want to have it sponsored, cash at me. Dollar sign, keep the Kentucky. Moving on. Go on to Glamour Tress. <laughs> Find you a nice little synthetic thing, baby. Maybe even a human-haired one. Had somebody just barely, okay? Barely, barely, barely pluck the hairline in the part. Got you some got to be glued, Okay. Applied it, cleaned it, applied it, cleaned it for the cameras. Make sure the makeup was popping. You could have did that. What you didn't do is that. Um, baby girl's wig whole time. Oh my God. <laughs> I was on my IG watching this. I was watching it on my birthday because I was about sick and tired of people like about to ruin the shit for me. So I sat and binged like a good five episodes of Love is Blind. And I got to Diamond's part, and then I was like, well, wait a minute. What is that? It looks like a whole entire hole in her part space. You know, she has a pre-parted, but it was too plucked. I can't, I'm trying to give y'all a visual. It was bad, bad. Like, it was, it was slipping. Like, you could see her edges. She had good edges. She had good edges. It was back there in the part. There was a hole. It was white. I was like, whoa, girl. And so you know what happened when they was having that confrontation? <laughs> Carlton, baby, he called that wig out. He said, your wig been slipping since day one. And I didn't know if that was going to be the fatality because she had a good clap back. It was cringy. Um, but you know what I'm saying? She was like, she's gonna hop into the next dick boy. I was just like, okay. <laughs> But Carlton definitely be with the queens, definitely for sure, because he said he peeped the wig and he was very nice about it. But when it mattered to just roll that out, he did it. And I wasn't sure if I was disappointed 
or amused, but y'all have heard me laugh a few times and apparently, obviously that shit was hilarious. I swear, I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> I just think overall Carlton is a mess. He really needs to come to terms with who he is. It's completely okay to be bisexual or like what you like, okay? But you have to be, you have to respect the person that you're trying to commit to enough to be honest with them about that because it's all sorts of things that can come into play. Um, some things that maybe you feel that doesn't matter, but it matters to them. Was you a top or was you a bottom? Was you a taker or was you a giver? Uh, who's your exes? You know what I'm saying? I got to worry about men and women. Women? Excuse me? Um, okay. Like, some women want to know that. I mean, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Should we worry about that stuff? No, yes, we should. Fuck that. <laughs> Be honest. Be real. Some women are willing to, you know, say, okay, that's a part of his life. That's I can get with that. But if you don't tell me, automatically I'm thinking you got something to hide. So I don't know, but that's a little bit, I, I really enjoyed that show. I was here for team Cameron and Lauren. There's going to be a reunion episode airing this Thursday. I'm going to take my break. See, look, I was trying to keep this episode under 45 minutes and I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm definitely loving the flow of the show this time around the one that I recorded yesterday. So we're going to continue after this. And we're back. Um, so yeah, I've been telling y'all I've been Netflix and chilling, you know, just trying to take care of myself and just, um, you know, I don't know, just be lazy when I want to be lazy and not, not feel bad about that. Just chill out, give myself a break. I've been so concerned about my office and I feel like, you know, everybody else don't got the same type of energy I have. So I've really, I brought my work computer home with me. I said, you know, I'm going to do some things. And I ain't touched my computer yet um, because I feel like, you know, sometimes you got to, you have to, you have to have the same energy that everybody else has about things because you can't be the only person that's working hard. You can't be the only person that cares and you're just going to wear yourself out. If you continue to have that outlook on things, especially in your professional life, sometimes you do got to take a step back and let things fall apart. <laughs> and um, that's that on that. So there's that. We're going to move on. I had a slight vent. It's okay. Y'all real? Y'all here with me? The next thing that I want to talk about is I just want to gush a little bit about Jordan Pill. I'm just so happy for what he has done for black media and cinema and creating this new lane of black horror stories, um, or at least opening the lane up. Um, when he gave us, I talked about this last week a little bit on my IG and on the So There's That page on IG at So There's That Pod. Um, the, the trailer for Candyman was released. And so that just led me to believe that Jordan Peele don't give a fuck about none of our feelings, our fears, or anything like that. He's just going to give you what you got for a pork job. And I'm okay with that because I fucks with pork. But um, he's just creating this lane. I really enjoyed Get Out. I think for a lot of people, when Get Out trailer came out, I think I was the only one that was shook us. Like I was totally like, wow, wait a minute, guys. This nigga just came up with some shit. Imagine, imagine there's a town of a bunch of white folks that be chopping motherfuckers' heads and eyes and shit off and taking them and transplanting them into white people. Who would fucking know? There's so many missing black folks and children out there right now. Just think. It could be real. It could be real. Like I was like in my head, like, oh god damn, Jordan Peele, you're capable of that. He he's spitting right now. What the fuck? And some of my I go go to work and like some of my white friends is like, that shit gonna be a comedy. I'm like, mm, no, this is some of the scariest shit that could ever happen in modern day America right now. And it's kind of possible, you know what I'm saying? I was like, wait a minute. 
they still in the black folks. So Jordan Peele gave us that. He gave us the tether people in us. That was great. I remember leaving the the movie theater though because he put so many Easter eggs. I know what Easter eggs are, right? And these are like like tiny tidbits of things that you connect to either other movies or they mean something deeper than what it is. And I am like a Reddit whore. Reddit, um, R-E-D-D-I-T. I go on those threads and I read and I learn so much stuff about movies and the hidden meanings to things and all that. So I left the theater, got on Reddit, and I was just like, holy, this, who has the brain? Because I, I get it. Sit down, write a script, right? But then you got to think about all these inner workings and how you want to piece that in there. And there's so many other people who play a role. Like he brings all these people to the table to get input. Hello, Tyler Perry. <laughs> <laughs> and I just appreciate him. So now he's collaborating with Nia DaCosta, who I have to look up, um, on a reboot situation of Candy Man. I need y'all to know, just a sidebar real quick. Um, I grew up, it came out in 1992, the original. I am heavily touched by Candyman. Oh my God. Like scary, like scary. Candyman. Let me see if I could find like a synopsis for the original one, but I could give y'all, I just know I'm going to be all over the place if I try to describe it myself. Um, y'all hear my clicking from my, <laughs> my keyboard right now. Cause I do want to make sure that I am as accurate as possible at describing this. So I'm going to have something up. Uh, that kind of assists me and let you guys know. So basically the original Candyman is about this white lady named Helen, right? And she is Helen. Is it Helen? Yeah. Helen is a sociology graduate student who is researching urban legends. And she hears a local story about the Candyman. And I've been, look, sorry. <laughs> I've been real shook about saying this, but I've been saying it all the whole time. So, and Candyman ain't showed up nowhere in my life, but that is the impact that he left on my childhood. Moving on. The legend claims that Candyman can be summoned by saying his name five times while facing a mirror, whereupon he will kill the summoner with a hook jammed on the bloody slump of his right arm. So she looking him up, and she like, bet, I want to know more about this motherfucker. I want to go see where he's based out of, you know, and, and I just want to get more information. She encounters two cleaning ladies who tell her about Ruthie Jean, and she's a resident in the notorious Cabrini Green housing project. This is the main reason why I just did not fuck with Candyman, because he is basically, he lives in the projects with these people, right? And hey, white folks. Not sure if you've ever been to a project building before, but some of them are well upkept. They're nice, you know, they're decent, you know what I'm saying? They're low cost living for the people. But a lot of the time the projects can just become this just dangerous place. And I know from Louisville, Kentucky, there's a few housing projects that just did, I wasn't trying to be by Park Hill like that. I wasn't trying to be in Shepherd Square like that. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm scared. Like I was like, ooh shit, might get shot today. Like there was a lot of crazy shit going on. And so for this nigga to be out here bothering the people in the projects who already got shit going on. I was like, Candyman, you a bad motherfucker, dog. Like, wow, really? Damn. So, um, <laughs> as a kid, I was like, wow, you really showing up to the projects to kill people? Like, these kids is going through enough. Like, what are you doing? So, let me get back to the story. <laughs> um, uh, uh, a resident at the Notorious. So he went to go see Ruthie Jean, a resident at the projects who claim, who they claim was killed by Candyman. Uh, Helen's research shows up to 25 of the murders in the sim, uh, in an area similar to Ruthie Jean's later that e evening. Helen and her friend Bernadette, I think she was a black lady too. I'm like, girl, what you doing? <laughs> she was skeptical, skeptical of Candyman's existence, caused Candyman name in the mirror and nothing happened. Um, so basically she's doing her research. I'm not going to read this whole thing, but she was doing her research and she summoned him and he came to fuck out. 
He came out like, dun, 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 bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell with the rails, in, with the hookers in your mouth, nigga. Like, I was like, holy shit. No, I shouldn't have been watching this shit. Shout out to my sister who locked me in a closet. And the closet had a mirror on the back of it saying Candyman. Stressed me out for the rest of my days. And so that's why now I'm seeing this new trailer happen. And black people out here trying to figure out what's going on with Candyman. Leave well and no one alone. Leave it alone. Like, what are you doing? I don't care if you're interested. I don't want to know if you know if it's true or not. Leave that man alone with his bees and his hook and his weird crazy, creepy-ass voice. Leave leave that man alone. Leave Candyman alone. <laughs> Do y'all hear how stressed I am? I'm not kidding with y'all. This man came and just inflicted all of this like pain and misery upon these people, all because a white woman was curious. So I saw the trailer, and uh, William, uh, Vanessa Williams, Y'all might know her from New Jack City, rock a baby Y'all know her from that. Uh, she was in Soul Food as well. Not the movie Soul Food. She was on the Showtime version of Soul Food. And that was on air for the longest time. That had, uh, what's his name? Bojo, Bojo Kojak. What's his name? Ooh, Lord, I fucked up. Darren Henson. Y'all remember when he used to do pop a lock and shit? On, uh, you used to get them VS, uh, VHS videos and he could show you how to pop and lock. He was on there. Um, the girl who played on <laughs> The Wood as the kid, Alicia. And then they had Sanaa Lathan for some odd reason replace her. She was in it too. But Vanessa Williams, just beautiful, beautiful woman. And she played in the original. She got stressed the fuck out by Candyman. And now it seems like they're bringing her character back so she can tell part of her story. To my knowledge, and from what I remember, I have to pull this out now. It's in my DVD. Um... I have like a, a tub of DVDs and I bought it <laughs> for why? Why would I do that? Like every once in a while I go look at it. Cause I'm like, I ain't scared of that shit. I'm gonna watch this shit. And then I just end up being freaked out again, but they're going to bring her back. And there's a clip within the trailer where she was like, ah, ah. <laughs> we're not, why did y'all talk? Why did y'all even talk? Why are you bringing him into my house? We're not going to not talking about that. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, there was a funny part in the trailer actually, where I think it's Tayana Parrish, who's super beautiful. And then what is his name? Yaya. I'm going to call him Yaya because I don't know what his last name is. Beautiful, beautiful black man. And he seems to be in the role of Helen um, for this reboot. Um, but obviously it's going to be worked, reworked differently. Um, and uh, they're talking about it. It looks like he's the one that's really interested in finding out the history where he's originated from and how all these stories came to play. And he's talking to who I believe is his girlfriend or his wife. And she's like, uh, he's like, yeah, you say his name five times and he appears. And she says, who would do that? And the next, and this is the comedic in Jordan Peele. The next clip, no cat, is five white women <laughs> in the mirror in the bathroom at school saying that man name five times. And then had the nerve to be like disinterested when the nigga didn't pop out after they said it the last time. I'm like, what is, what is wrong with y'all? <laughs> What is wrong with y'all? The black girl bust up in there. They look at her like she didn't uh, interrupt the flow of getting killed. And then Candyman apparently showed up to the party. Shit. Dior, Dior. Shout out to Pop Smoke. Damn. Damn. They took a young man. They took him. Which is not a good segue, but since I said Pop Smoke, rest in peace, Pop Smoke. He died earlier. In uh, I think mid February, and it, it's crazy how coincidence worked because I went on a date with my husband. He was listening to Pop Smoke. It was the first time I heard Pop Smoke. Literally like two days later, that's when I heard the news that he had passed away. And I was like, Oh, that's good. I'm put that on my Spotify playlist. And goddamn, like, can we chill out? Like, what's going on? Apparently, Pop Smoke had, um, from what I got from Shade Room and all the other bloggers and vloggers or whatever. But, um, he had posted some things that he had received as gifts and, you know, he was stunting like the kids do on Instagram. 
And apparently one of those things had his address on it where he was staying in California at the time. He's based out of New York. He's born and bred from New York and he got away. And a lot of people are saying, you know, them L.A. motherfuckers, they ain't shit to play with. Like, you can't be out here. You have haters. You have haters. You have to move differently. You just got to. And it sucks because when you become... When you come from a place of not having much to having things, and especially when you worked your ass off to have those things, you want a, a light stunt. Can I have a light stunt? A little bitty one? Can I show you the fruits of my fucking labor without you trying to shoot my head off? God damn, like it's horrible. You really have to stay mindful of your circle of the people who pretend to like you and they really hate and they literally only watching you to see how you gonna fall the fuck apart. I don't get you motherfuckers. Y'all exist and I know it, but I don't get it. I have taken, I've taken such a step back and really evaluated even on social media who I allow in my circle. Are you hating on me? Do you not care for me? I'm going to set you free. <laughs> I'm not going to give you any energy. I used to, like 2015 me, especially on social media and the and the comment sections and the threads when anybody had an opinion that, that even was a little different to mine, I would just jump, you know what I'm saying? Now I'm just like, and there would be important issues. Okay, I'm not just jumping down people's throats for no reason, but I, I had the energy back then to do these these keyboard Olympics and gymnastics and shit with you. And I just don't. I want people around me who love me, who care about me, who want to see me do well. Because I'm going to reciprocate that, period. You heard me? Like, you got to be mindful of that, especially when you're coming up and you do see, like, you feel like your shine is getting there or the universe is really just giving you everything that you've been, you know, finally wishing for and it's here, then you gotta look around and say, okay, it's time to make some cuts. <laughs> it's time to make some cuts because everybody is not here for you. Everybody do not want to see you win. And it's unfortunately, I think that's what played a part in Pop Smoke's death. Um, I hate to hear it. I hear that he was going to do uh, great things in the hip hop community. It's almost kind of similar to Nipsey Hussle. I think Nipsey Hussle had a little bit of notoriety at the time of his death. But Pop Smoke came on the scene and he he shook the table when he came out. He had collaborations with Nicki Minaj and various other artists. I think 50 Cent is, you know, trying to create something right now in his memoriam. And I like to see it. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, I'm here for it. I just hope that 50 Cent ain't doing it for no other reason. You know what I'm saying? I hope it's all genuine. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to talk about that. Let's move on to something... Let's move on to something light real quick. Did y'all see Oprah fall on stage? <laughs> I'm not going to talk about her because God forbid I be, um, you know, known as the woman who don't care for older black women. I don't want the spirit of my mama to come up here and slap me in the back of my neck. I just thought it was a coincidence to be talking about balance and then fall. Like, <laughs> I mean... Did y'all see it? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else I want to. Oh, y'all voting today? Um, vote. Go out and vote. Hey, guys, go vote. That's me being proactive or trying to help and be about community and shit. I'm in these black podcasting votes and everybody's like, hey, what is your what is your podcast about? what is it? Are you, are you helping the black community? And I'm like, I need to do better. <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm trying to make sure that if anything, I'm giving you motherfuckers comedy. We need laughs. We need upliftments in our spirit. Is that a word? I'm going to change the podcast to, is that a word? Cause I'd be, I really just be jacking up the whole Webster series of words, okay? And let's talk about, oh, that's what I wanted to talk about. Hey, if you're white, I really want you to bring this in real quick because I think the key to this is telling white folks to check they people. 
I'm tired of it. I don't want to do this. No, but I ain't going back and forth with y'all. I just talked about it. <laughs> I'm not going back and forth with, with these people about common sensory issues and things that make sense. I just ain't going to do it. So this black owned company called Honey Pot. Okay. And they specialize in like sanitary items. I believe like some shampoos, feminine washes and things like that. Kind of the same lane of like your your Kotex, your Always, um, things like that. You know what I'm saying? So most women, all women should know exactly what kind of products we're talking about here. Um, the owner of Honey Pot Company is a black woman. And Target took a chance on her, you know what I'm saying, put her products out there, and now she has multiple retailers who sell her things. Her commercial was released, and she spoke a little bit about her, what I feel is her mission statement. Uh, somebody took a chance on her, and she, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this as short of a summary as possible. <laughs> Somebody took a chance on her as a young black woman and she wants to be able, her mission statement is to be able to show little black girls that it's very possible to be a up and coming and successful entrepreneur. That's it. That's it. That's it. You know what? So... <laughs> Apparently, people got very, very, very upset with that. Like, called the commercial racist for that line. I might have paraphrased it, but I feel like I was pretty much on, on, on par of what she was trying to convey. Hey, I did it, girls. You can do it. You can do it, too. Representation matters. Look at me. Look at where I'm at. If you do the fucking work, baby, you can you can go, you can shoot for the stars. You can do the things that you want to do. And and okay, so there's a website called is it Trust Pilot? And that is where you can go make reviews about um you can do reviews for, um, I'm sorry, I got a text message, threw me off. You can do reviews for products, right? And there's so many, I think they actually had to disable it because there were so many different, there were so many negative reviews. Now it's a five-star product, but when you go on there, there's a lot of people that are doing one-star reviews for the sole purpose of being the first thing you see when you go on there. And there's a lot of things, like I think, I, I, I don't even have the link up. I wish I would have... Uh, screenshot a few of these things. I had no clue that I was going to re-record the podcast today. So this was something that was going on yesterday. Thank God for Black Twitter. Um, I found some. So we're going to read some of these comments. Again, this is a sanitary product. Um, shampoos. They probably smoke. I've never used Honey Pot, but guess who's going to go buy them some Honey Pot today? <laughs> Me, motherfucker. You don't, don't do that going to read some reviews and this is coming from at moody bunny on black twitter because we're going to give credit where credit is due so white people are upset because honeypot a black owned company is advertising black pot products to black people the only time y'all cry about inclusiveness is when something isn't met for you and slightly want to correct that just a little bit i don't believe that the honeypot company is solely or even being advertised towards black people i think the main thing she's trying to say is hey girl dog you being black fine you can still do great things i think that was the message i'm not going to she said what she said at moody moody bunny but that's what i took it for face value you can do what you want Here's some of the comments that were on Trustpilot. Denoting products is uh, as being about for one particular race is just wrong. I will not purchase any of these products. They should be for all women. What are you telling girls of any race? Racism, plain and simple, is okay if you're not white okay, I guess. Next one. I received a bottle of one of uh, Honey Pot cleansers in my bump box subscription my husband brought for me during my pregnancy i thought the product was all right then i saw the commercial where the founder of the company said 
uh, to empower black women, not all women, only black women. It made me feel the company is not only racist, but small minded and not worth purchasing. I will tell all my friends and anyone who asks that the products are not worth purchasing. Very disappointed in the company and the founder. If you're friends with me on Facebook, I said this, I'm not going to ramble for a long time about it. It is super duper important for us to claim ownership in the things that we create, um, that we cultivate, and that we um, have our hands in, period. Um, Because if we don't slap our faces on these things, or we don't pass the message to the young kids out there that are watching us that this is totally a feasible thing that you can do. Um, you are able to own and direct your own dreams and create your own fucking destiny, then people will come and fucking take that from you. We've seen it endless times in very small situations like the whole TikTok thing. There was a girl who did a TikTok dance and then somebody else more popular, a white girl did the dance and it took off. It took the fuck off. It was the renegade dance. And she was a renegade, renegade. And then the girl came out. She was like, well, hello. Um, hmm. I totally started that dance and uh, I got the compensation for it. Meanwhile, the girl who did it, she's been in Super Bowl commercials. She's probably got sponsors out the ass. She has, um, what's the hummus? The hummus commercial that played during the Super Bowl. You can't tell us that us not putting our face on things or not having this inclusive, inclusive thing that you're trying to set the tone for is isn't is not that important it's, it's very important that we do that that we claim the shits that's ours or that we pass that message because y'all are not going to give us credit um if we don't <laughs> i'd rather see somebody i'd rather see somebody always like and i used to get on tyler perry i actually did just get on tyler perry but now i just had my aha moment right tyler perry slaps his name on every fucking thing Right, my son just started watching this show called Young Dylan on Nickelodeon. It's called Tyler Perry's Young Dylan, and I was immediately annoyed. I was like, Tyler, come on, dog. Like, just it can't it can't it can't just be Young Dylan, dog. Like, but now I get it. You have to do those things. We have to do those things. You're gonna see my name, and you're gonna know my creations, and you're gonna know what the fuck I've done out here. Because if I don't do it, somebody else gets to take step in. And even if they're mistaken for credit, they're not gonna correct you. They're not gonna correct you. So, not sure if I went on a slight tangent. I got five minutes left for this part of the segment. Go buy you some honey pot if you're listening to. So there's that. Let me know how your honey pot. Um, products are. I'm going to take mine. I'm going to eat for real, for real, eat some crab legs today. I wanted to yesterday so bad. I didn't get to go get my crab legs. I'm going to go to Walmart and grab some necessities and I'm going to give me some honey pot products. I'm not going to make excuses because I think I picked them up and I was like, oh God, expensive. (laughs) But it was Target. So, you know, you just got to be mindful about the choices you make in life when you step into Target. And so I put it in my hand, put it back down. It's like, not today, devil. Um, so we're going to come back and I think I'm going to shout out a few people. I still went to about an hour and that's okay. This was getting posted, period. We'll be back. So there's that. All right, y'all, we're back. And I think, yeah, sure. Going to close out the show. Um, (laughs) I did want to talk a little bit about this Lovers and Friends Festival I was looking forward to going to, even though it was wildly like, is you for real? Uh, Is you ain't? Um, For me, me, because when I initially saw the Lovers and Friends is is a concert, supposed to be this festival that's going on in L.A. later on this summer. And when I first saw the flyer for it, I was like, Lauren Hill. Ooh. Are y'all sure? Are y'all scamming me? Are the Nigerians over here? <laughs> Don't cancel me. Um, trying to set me up? Like, help. Like, mm. but I was still interested. Like, we had um 
you know, Foxy Brown, for some reason, they put Foxy Brown and Lil' Kim right next to each other. They put Brandy and Monica right next to each other. Nelly, Usher, um, who they say? Uh, Lil' John and the Eastside Boys? Was it Lil' John on there, too? And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm going to get these tickets. Um, but I saw it posted. I think it was Gia who posted it first. And then she came back later on that day. And I was like, yo, this is the music festival. Me and my cousin have been looking for somewhere for us to drop our mommy and, and wifey duties and link up somewhere and just listen to bomb ass music and look cute and just feel real hot girl summerish over here. Right. And I was like, this is it. Like, we got to go. Like, Jay, hey, listen. Wait, we're going to collaborate. We're going to get these tickets. This is the one. It's in Cali. It's going to be warm. It's going to be a phenomenal, like, like lineup. I'm here for this. Like, I think it was some weird names on there. I ain't going to front you. Um, It was like, I'm trying to look for it right now. Gloria posted it on for my notes for this week. And I know it's in here somewhere. Let me find up the lineup. So I was looking forward to it. Okay, the lineup. Nelly, Doja Cat, um, Janae Aiko, Akon. It's a lot of iffy people in, in this, but it's a lot of people who I fuck with too. Like to be able to knock out Brandy and Usher in one setting when they are like the ones that I, I just gotta go see them perform live. Um, I already got to go see Beyonce, have my Beyonce formation moment. So now I'm just like, I need to go, especially like hopefully an intimate setting. I need to go see Usher. I need to go see Brandy. Who else is on here? I wouldn't mind sitting on a, um, a Mario. Uh, not really excited about TLC or Mike Jones or any of these. But let's just say, like I looked at the lineup and was already kind of like, mm, I don't know if all these motherfuckers going to get together to do this show. But if they do, I would like to be the very first person in the front. I want sweat. Well, not sweat because Corona is going around. And I'm not sure that I want to put myself on the line like that. But I want to be that close. <laughs> I want to be close. I want to experience that. I want to see how these artists interact with each other. I want to see how they are in their zone. That's why I like going to concerts. I like to see all that. I like the inner workings, the setups, how they do everything. But somebody posted, Gia posted, it was a screenshot from the comments where, um, who was it? Was it Twista? Twista was like, I ain't getting paid. Nobody cut the check for this. Not sure if I'm going to be there. And then I saw Lil' Kim do the same thing. And I was like, oh, shit. Um, okay, well, we'll wait and we'll see if this is good. And it turned out being verified. Both of those artists came back and eventually was like, just kidding, got the check. We ready. The contract's good. We about to be lit this summer. And so obviously that was the last minute. So I'm still on the fence. And then we have the day of pre-sales and the ticket sales. And that shit got sold the fuck out. But I can't wait to hear about it. Hopefully it sucks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm jealous because that would have been just like, I wouldn't have to attend a music festival for like five, ten more years if I could have attended that one. Especially, I still think I got to go see Usher by himself. Like maybe a few people that do opens for him, but I need to see Usher by himself. I don't care. I don't care about the herpes. I don't care about none of that. Like, especially he just gave us a new track that was a good Confessions 3 that's supposed to give us an insight to the doctor's visit and shit. Like, I'm like, not sure if I'm here with what you're talking about, but I really like this direction that you're going in. I did want to touch a little bit about these folks talking about they don't understand why people feel the way they feel about R&B these days. And I'm like, for you, just sit down. Just sit down. Y'all know what the fuck we talking about. Don't insult our intelligence. Y'all want to sit here and talk about fucking fucking all the time. And I want to talk about some relationship things. I want to talk about love and happiness and the rooted to the tutor of rhythm and blues. Like, y'all act like we fronting when we say we miss the essence of R&B from the early uh, 90s, 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. After that, it's baby, let me put your panties to the side. Mmm, really? Oh, I've listened to it. I like it. Thank you, Christopher. Like, even like, 
Nobody's touching, like, nobody's even getting close to, like, Trey Song's first album. His first album was talking about a lot of fucking, but at least he tried to mask it with undertones of, like, I'm gonna court you first, and then I'm gonna, you know, then we gonna go on a date, and then, then I'm gonna fucking hit the skin. Like, just give me a process. Give me a process in R&B. Even the women. It's like, I don't give a fuck what a nigga. We. You know, Issa Rae said something about this. I've been bitching about this forever. So I'm not on no fucking wave. I've been bitching about the state of R&B for the longest. But I saw a clip that Issa Rae did. That, the, that we all on the same fucking page here. And I saw a clip that um, Black, the, the R, I think he's an R&B singer. Listen, I hear he does great things. I just haven't really stopped and listened to him. And uh, he was trying to say, the music's out there. Like, it's out there. I mean, you're not getting what we're saying, though. It's not highly as publicized. We had Jagged Hill. We had 112. We have a multiple. We had multiple artists out here giving you just uh, harmonies. They were at least pretending to like you. Pretending to love you. Women were being vulnerable as fuck these niggas these days. And it's just, oh, it's exhausting to listen to. Especially being somebody who's married. It's like, I can't be off in the club talking about real ass big get fucked by the nigga. And I'm sitting there, I got a wedding ring on. What am I supposed to talk about? I don't want to talk about things. And I don't want to dig all the way down at the bottom of the fucking crates all the time nor do i want to have to search for these people because they're out there i just want everybody to be on the same accord how we were in the night so i'm gonna let it go i'm gonna let it go that bothered me anyways um thank you for tuning into the show i think we're gonna cut this short i really am hungry i'm ready to eat i want these crab legs and nothing's gonna stop me hopefully the daycare does not call me on the way out there like I did yesterday. I really did want to, yesterday what I did do uh, is shout out a bunch of Louisville artists and entrepreneurs and stuff like that. Uh, I did do that on my Facebook page, on my personal account. I'm just going to, off the top of my head, um, say these people's names. Brianna Lewis, Lance, Will Thomas, Adonis Gentry, my little cousin, um, Ricky Wigginson, uh, Keith Griffin, Brittany Griffin, Tiffany Wiley, Tiffany Wiley. Um, does that, oh, I forgot her maiden name. Tiffany Foster Wiley. There you go. Um, all of these people are contributing great things, and they're all based out of Louisville, Kentucky. Okay, we have artists, we have innovators, we have influencers, YouTubers. My my cousin Marcus Jackson as well. Um, Jerrica Tinsley, who is a baker out of there, who now has the ability to uh, ship me some cookies. Looking forward to that. Thank you to my cousin Jay. I, they're supposed to be on the way. I'm looking forward to eating those and getting fat. Nobody wants me to have a waste this summer, and that's okay. Lance was a poet and gives back to the community and, and does the best to in, in, invoke and, 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 and influence the kids. You know what I'm saying? There's so many great things that we didn't necessarily have the opportunity to see growing up, but we are creating the fucking wave. And I'm very proud of us. I sat here yesterday and I was trying to go and name off Facebook pages and IGs and stuff. And I stumbled. And I think that's a big reason as to why I was like, I ain't fucking posting this because it it felt not as genuine as I wanted it to come off because it's the love is there. I'm very proud of us. I'm glad that we are setting the example, which it comes back to this, that whole ordeal from the honeypot company situation. We have to put on, we have to, um, big ourselves up and big up the others around us because the kids are watching. We have so many kids that have come from our community who are trying to figure out this life thing and trying to figure out if their dreams are valid or if they're obtainable. And and the people around me, my peer group, <laughs> they making this shit happen and I'm so happy. Music artists, producers, guitarists, my cousin Adonis, he picked up a, gu- a guitar on Facebook. I'm shit you not, no cat. Picked up a guitar, said, I'm going to learn this fucking guitar. And then now he's mastered the shit. He's beautiful. He does beautiful things with that fucking guitar. And I'm so fucking proud of him. And he's a part of a really great, amazing, neo-soul-esque group. And I just, I'm just happy to see it. You love to see it. I love to see it. 
Jerrica does cosplay. She's fucking beautiful. And she can bake her ass off. I just, I'm very happy. I've, I've watched Lance just become the person he is, just a witness. Um, we worked together at Six Flags, Kentucky Kingdom, way, way back in the day, this man carried a, uh, the black and white notebook. <laughs> hey Lance, what you got going on in the notebook? Poet, uh, poetry. And he's carried that, he's carried that with him this whole time. And it's just to see where he started and to see where he ended up and to know that there's no end to that right now, that he's just gonna keep on going. God, it's beautiful to see. I love it. And so I just wanted to take the opportunity to not write this shit down and not try to be so very by the book and um, expose my love to you guys in Louisville and the come up that we are having. Because, yeah, we got Bryson Tiller and Muhammad Ali and we've got way the, the way that I put those two right next to it, each other. Uh, that conversation, the reason I felt like I had to even make the post in the first place is uh, the group chat that I'm in. We all got different names and the person who decided to assign everybody names did so by their hometown. So the famous person from their town, they got renamed that name, if that makes sense. So she gave me Tanache. Like, girl, Tanache is not from Louisville, Kentucky. Fun fact, though, she is from Lexington. Hey, girl, you from Kentucky, but you're not from Louisville. So that made me go down this wild race of like, who is like black people well known from Louisville, Kentucky? It's not many of us. But you can bet your bottom dollar. Give us about, give us 10 more years of work. You're going to know about a lot of us. Okay. I called it. I'm sending it out there to the universe. I pray for y'all successes. I pray for anybody who's listening, whatever the fuck you working on and you put in that fucking work, hopefully you profit, profit um, greatly from the work that you've done thus far. And that's all I have to say. And, and I'm, ooh, my heart feels good. I just, I, hey man, I want people around me who don't want me to win. And, and trust me, if you're somebody who I've kept in my life for a long time with all these people, I've known since either like I said, I think it goes from uh, Will I've known from high school. He has his own podcast, Chicken and Liquor Hour. Check it out. He's hilarious. Except for just know that you might talk about God one episode. You might talk about Cunnilingus the next episode. Just don't know. You don't know what Willie South said. Um, but I've known these people since freshman year in high school. I met some of them in college. I met Brianna in college. Uh, now she's fucking killing the game and showing people how to make uh, extra streams of fucking income, income on IG, and it's, she's it's working for her. Um, and, and so I've seen these people. So I, if I've kept you near and dear, it's because I like watching the come up, and I'm gonna continue to watch the come up. And uh, thank you for having me. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for having me on the ride. I appreciate it. So there's that. Check it out next episode. Make sure you check out my Instagram. So there's that pod and my like page on Facebook, Keep the Kentucky Presents. So there's that. <laughs>